Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Oh, Tony, baby. You're a mess. Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. (laughs) Extremely online, extremely clueless, horny for Bitcoin. Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American tornado and the real Princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox. Welcome back, everyone, to Trend Lightly. It's me, Tiffany Scott Maddox, and with me for this 100th episode, of course, <laughs> our founder, the, the the mother of Trend Lightly, Molly McAleer. <laughs> oh, my honey, you're, hey. you really, really pulled that one out of nowhere for me. Like, this was, I'm very proud of you. That was a, one, that was a 100th episode worthy uh, intro. That was perfect. <laughs> You guys, um, yeah, Happy we've done 100. 100 shows. <laughs> Happy 100. Almost two years, which is like nuts, actually. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. Well, yeah. I was going to ask you, what like, what episode or story are you most proud of that we've done? I mean, you know my answer is going to be bad art friend. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, I'll never move past yeah. it. It's like, well, first of all, I put so much work into that episode, like leading up to it. That I'm genuinely like I genuinely am like you pulled that off like because that was a lot of I mean I was reading yeah. like yeah court documents and like <laughs> all sorts of shit and uh had a pretty hot take that I wanted to support so I was like okay which it's like should have never been a hot take that's the thing that makes me so I think it's because it's, it's the story that I'm still the most angry about mm-hmm. you know what about you mm-hmm. I think that. Mm, the thing that I'm probably most proud of is that we're on the correct side of history with Amber Heard and oh, that yeah. we like came like week through week through what was a pretty just horrible time to exist as a woman on the internet and and like I don't know had a safe space that people could come to and listen and feel like they weren't fucking go- like losing their minds because the rest of the media was so poisonous and so toxic. It's one of my questions when I'm doing development with people right now is like Ooh. so how do you feel about johnny depp and because <laughs> <laughs> it's really important to me to to know that i'm not dealing with fucking lunatics and that's i think a pretty good measure these days right. for you know right lets you know where, where people stand but yeah so i uh, yeah i would say that that's, that's definitely one of the i think we have good uh, yeah i think we have good takes i feel like we were on the right side of history with julia fox <laughs> Some would argue <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> but yeah, I think we had a, I think we had a good year. I mean, oh God, you know, my biggest regret about this show is that it just didn't. We weren't there for January sixth. We didn't exist yet. I know, I know that would have been a bumper week. My favorite. I love January sixth, but 
<laughs> we do have a little January 6th related story in the show this week. It's true. It's It keeps on coming back, that one. And like, we can always, like, maybe next year we can celebrate together. We can celebrate January 6th. Right. Yeah. We mm-hmm. could have a little party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if it is strange that we're not doing some sort of, like, clip thing and, and rather just, like, going forward with the news itself. I feel like we reminisce often on this show. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, and then I think, like, you know, obviously, I think pushing my Gaylor agenda has also been a really exciting element of the show for me. (laughs) But, yeah. I've learned that about myself, that I very much enjoy that. Yeah, you do. You enjoy enjoy the Gaylor thing. It's huge. I mean, it's it's really Mm -hmm. groundbreaking shit. Yeah, I was wondering, have you played, how much have you played with AI, like, voices? Ooh, well... I've been feeding Descript uh, versions of me, like files of me, so that I can eventually just type something into the <laughs> into the document, and then it'll read it as me. But I haven't I haven't played too much with the overdub yet. I've just been basically feeding it stuff because I'm afraid, and also I haven't figured out how to do it. What have you done? Oh well, I'm like more. I more got into like doing celebrity voices. No. <gasps> Like inserting, Ooh. like coincidentally, before this Alex Jones thing even came out that I saw anyway, which is one of the things we're going to talk about today. I was just uploading clips of Alex Jones, just like random. I did the one that he, um, which was really great actually for the AI, the one where I posted on TikTok of him saying, President Trump has never sucked a dick. There's no video of President <laughs> Trump sucking a dick. That one, because there's like great, because one thing that's so important with Alex Jones is that you have to get a lot of his like weird mouth noises in the, in the whole thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. just, yeah, just, I was, we were just, my friend and I were just sitting there typing sort of like, uh, like not insults, but like oddly trolly things about one another in the Alex Jones voice. And it was a blast. And like immediately I realized that this is a legal nightmare. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, both of us start, the wheels start turning right away. And we're like, what can we make with this? You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, this would be great for Trent Lightly, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, I realized it's a legal nightmare. The right. idea of this to a certain extent. It's different when like an impressionist calls like a radio show and does an impression of someone. When you have AI like synthesizing it in a way that sounds so real, it's like this person is in the room with you and they're saying exactly what <laughs> you want them to say. That's mm. that's a, that's a legal nightmare. Yeah. What are you I using? Won- I don't know what that website was. It has like an eleven in it. I think. Sorry, I'll find out. It w- there was not a real clear communication. It was something that was set up when I got there. So. Yeah, actually, the person who shared <gasps> it with me was being kind of secretive about it, and I was like. I feel like you're just hogging this technology and keeping it for me. I've just had a thought. In the future, when someone is going to be cancelled for something, do you think that there will be like an AI did it as an excuse? Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure that's on its way. I mean, the main difference, though, is that you will be able to sort of like, it's hard to at a certain point deny where a file came from. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Can you? I think, uh, yeah, it's a good question. I, yeah, now I'm thinking about it. Like, if I was, I don't know, Michaela, I would say that L'Oreal made a like deep fake of me 
with lashes on. Oh, I'd be like, they deep, they deep faked me and threatened me to. So Michaela did come back, but she was very coy about it. She said, you know, I know why we're all gathered here today it's to talk about Valentine's Day. Like, you know, it was like <laughs> basically she just kind of did a light. I thought it was appropriate. I did think she was maybe a little dumb for shading Jeffree Star in one of her mm-hmm. videos. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little, there was a lack of foresight there. Right. Especially he has a gun with a silencer on it in his bathroom. <laughs> He's right. quite happy so to post. This isn't even in the show this week, but we, Jeffree Star has been like teasing that he has an NFL boo. And I don't know, like there's some pretty compelling evidence that it actually could be an NFL player because like the guy had like an IV mark on his left arm or on his right arm, which most likely means he like is a lefty. He plays on a color with like the team red. So like it's probably, you know, there's like four teams it could be. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. And it's it's caused real drama with NFL wives messaging Jeffrey. But one of the things he did was so he's not showing this guy's face, but he's shown like, you know, his hand. He's shown the back of his the back of his body. Like there was one photo of them in the hotel and Jeffrey has a silencer. <laughs> sitting on the sink in the Mm -hmm. bathroom and like i'm just gonna be real if i was carrying a gun with me for self-defense i would uh, i would make sure that it was a gun that everyone would be able to hear because if it's self-defense right (laughs) i want people to know i just went through some shit i'm not trying to be discreet about it but I mean, like, I didn't, I guess I, I didn't even put this together, Tiff. Obviously, like, that's sort of him making a joke that he's, like, holding this man hostage or something. Oh, I didn't even think of it, of it like that. Because I know he's, like, mentioned how much he loves guns. Like, in the, the Shane Dawson doc, he's, he's saying to Shane, oh, I've got loads of guns. And then he, like, opens his uh, glove compartment. And I think there's a gun in there in, in the airport pickup. So I thought that was just Jeffrey being Jeffrey and talking about how many guns he has in Wyoming. I was surprised it wasn't like pink and like crystallized and kind of in typical Jeffrey fashion, like kind of a little bit extra and a little bit more aesthetic. No, I think that he I probably, had, I mean, he did just get out of the Illuminati, Tiffany. <laughs> So he probably knows that there are people out there who have their eye on him. And he's, Uh yeah, so I don't know. Maybe he's just protecting himself from the Illuminati. Also letting people know that, like, two gay men are, like, armed and, like, not to harass them. I mean, this is why, I I don't know. Is Wyoming, like, LGBTQ friendly? (laughs) I have no fucking idea. If anyone's listening, let us know. I will say silencers are illegal in seven states. So, wow. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. So, we must be in one of the other 42 states or whatever. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Our stories. What did you think? Who do you, do you have any thoughts or feelings you care at all about our stories? No. Uh, Jeffrey Star and, and the boy. Oh, about Jeffrey Star. Oh, and Jeffrey and the boy. No, but he's talked about how he has a sort of penchant for celebrity men or high profile men who might be in particular athletes. I think I remember him even talking about that in the first Shane documentary. Like he certainly has a type or at very least, I think he has the, 
I don't know, I think he likes the mystique of of having this type of being like your famous husbands are not are not safe from the oh, siren no, of song course. of Jeffree Star. <laughs> it's the Kanye West hookup rumor too. You know, mm-hmm. there's that there's that. But <laughs> yeah, no, I I, I don't know. Let me look how many openly gay NFL players there are. Because the assumption is a lot of the people being listed are married to literally women. But I think there's more open, openly mm-hmm. gay people. And I don't think he I think he said, though, he doesn't date gay men. Isn't I know, which is so problematic. I mean, it's so <laughs> yeah. problematic. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like obviously a nightmare, but okay. But isn't that what they he roasted James Charles over the coals for? Like when he got in on the James Charles bashing of it all was that James Charles was talking about sucking. No, I know Tati said he was sucking dick and cock at the dinner table. But wasn't it that James had a particular sort of propensity towards young men who didn't identify as gay yeah and i thought that was like doesn't jeffrey do exactly the same thing but like say it with his full chest i like, think loves that to, the, yeah they were hinging more on tati hinged on that a lot but i think jeffrey was more like i think it was about the minors mm-hmm. do you know what i mean for right. him that's what he because i mean obviously rip nate his boyfriend for a long time. So there's okay. So in the history of the NFL, there has been 16 openly out players. Wow. So someone who's playing now is Carl Nassib, who's a defensive lineman with the Browns, Buccaneers, and Raiders. I assume that the last team is who they're currently with. Mm. And then, well, Colton Underwood, I guess, had played through 2020. God, wait, wasn't he on? Huh. Wasn't he on? Is that the guy from the goddamn Bachelor? Colton Underwood, the virgin? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen The Bachelor. Oh, wow. You've really. Okay. Well, there's a couple. You have to watch Jake in Vienna. It's crazy. Oh, spoiler. Uh, but okay, wait. <laughs> did you watch La Pamela? I did. Oh, my God. I did. That was. I was really looking forward to it and it absolutely delivered for me. I've always been a big fan of Pam. Actually, I'm, I'm a fan of any high-profile, maligned blonde from a certain oh, era. Yeah, same. I am also a Pam fan. I have not watched it yet. I probably will watch it, actually, after this. I say that every week, and I never fucking watch anything. <laughs> and I have literally been watching Michaela <laughs> Peterson YouTube videos for the last 24 hours after reading one Reddit comment about her. But yeah, no, I I have always loved her. I've been meaning to watch this. I saw the clips going really viral of her sons, Brendan and Dylan, I believe, who made the movie. Yes. She had like no part yeah. in it. She basically gave them full access to her, her, you know, back catalog, all sorts of things. So yeah, I um I thought like the like the clips of them were really sweet and what really drew me to it. Her sons are very protective of her. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. see that a lot you don't see mama's boys like that a lot mm-hmm. absolutely and they they are present as well in the film in quite a sweet way but it does feel very intimate because a lot of it is made up of home video footage and this kind of these diaries and things that she has kind of locked away that she's that she's bringing out i think even in the doc she says oh i won't watch this i'll i'll do it but I, i'm not gonna watch it like, I'll, I'll put it out into the universe, but I, I can't, you know, I can't go through and watch it. 
it was it, it made me cry actually i found it very very sweet i found the moments with her sons in the film quite sweet they are very very fiercely protective of her and they clearly absolutely adore her and she's kind of goofier than i expected her to be like really? she's kind of super sweet very funny very goofy very self-aware and i think she just loves love she's a bit of a sort of trisha paytas v1 <laughs> i you know i had forgotten i was watching some clips of her promoting the documentary on howard stern and mm. she like i hadn't realized that she'd been married so many fucking times dude i thought it was like you know maybe the three or something but she's been married like five times right Mm-hmm. yeah she's married to she's married to somebody at the start of the documentary and she isn't married to them at the end well she's everything that j-lo isn't <laughs> i'm just kidding i don't know who am i to speak like that about j-lo by the way oh i I should I should try and find this link. Did you see the lip syncing video <gasps> of Ben yeah. and Jen at at the premiere of her movie? Uh-huh. And like, it's very obvious that they're sort of having a tiff. And J Lo, who no- like notoriously doesn't drink, famously I should say, not no- it's not notorious to not drink. She was like taking a sip of of wine, and she like looks up at Ben, and he's like, "I didn't drink anything, Jen." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Jen." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drink. Which Jen. is cra- which is crazy, right? That he calls her Jen. Yeah, Jen and Ben. It did look like a that they were going to be having words when they got home. That kind of vibe, or they would be having words in the car, or that the car itself, the car journey home, would be very frosty because they would be driven, and then when they got home, that's when hell would have been unleashed a little. Oh, I think they have a driver that that's like with them every day and that they go nuts in the car. They start in the car. Yeah, I think so, if I had to guess. But like, you know, uh, one of my favorite, uh, quote unquote favorite, meaning like it's just like, wow, what a piece of media type things was the Diane Sawyer interview that she did with them when they were Jenny from the block and they were talking about her going back to Boston and you know, sort of like just like how different their backgrounds were. And the whole interview, Ben is just talking down to Jennifer, like the whole time. Like she's like, she'll say something and he'll like explain it to Diane Sawyer. Like he's very, he very much did not respect her. In fact, I would go as far to say it's like he hated her. Oh, gross. Mm -hmm. Like have you ever, did you ever date anyone when you were like younger or whatever that you look back now and you're like, oh, that person had no respect for me. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Like absolutely. It felt like, it felt like that. And like, I would hope that that was, I mean, maybe you hope that someone's grown out of that or whatever but yeah i i just don't know she's had a long time to think about how that made her feel and maybe maybe it didn't make her feel a certain way but i was just like damn okay wait so the reason reason why we brought up pam anderson is because Brittany furlan of vine fame and also of being married to tommy lee fame she like threw shade at pam right because mm-hmm. she's married to tommy right now and pam does say something to the extent of like i think right like tommy was you know everything I like tried to do after Tommy was like, I look back and I realize now I was just trying to recreate Tommy. Like she's very clear that like that relationship had a huge impact on her life. Right. And that she'll always love him. I think that's the thing is that she's kind of, 
<sighs> she realizes that she's always been in love with him and that she always will be in love with him. And she kind of has this revelation in the documentary. And, and a lot of people I think are reading maybe more into it than is necessary because he is the father of her children and she's so close yes. to her children. And so, and also it was the most iconic relationship of the time. I mean, it was like, and, like Sid and Nancy, was, Pam and Tommy. There's a reason why they can't be married. You know what I mean? Like, like just because she feels this way about him, but the reason why they can't be married is because like his lifestyle, I believe remains pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. So, and like, that's not good for her peace, you know, like just because you really care about someone. I don't, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel for her because it does feel a little bit like also the JLo thing where it's just like, babe, you know, like we go to identify the core issue. Like, why do you keep p- picking people that are just so against your nature? You know, I don't know. But she made this video using the, oh, she died. That like Wendy Williams. Oh, yeah. That that it's so she basically said like Pam, and she was doing the Pam '90s makeup filter, and she was like, did a um, you know, she just did that sound with the caption like, you know, Pam, when I die, and the video was up for literally like four minutes Mm -hmm. before it was taken down, and people, but people got it, and it's like just I don't know. Brittany, I think, is very insecure about Pam, rightfully right. so. Do you remember when she also commented, like, on Trisha and Jason's Tom and Pammy recreation photo shoot? Mm. And was like, you know, what the fuck, Jason? Because they were Vine friends. I think that she, I don't know. It's like, I, I just, I'm like, for me, I would probably, I mean, you know who you're marrying. I would probably die before ever letting someone see me look jealous. Mm-hmm. Well, she does this thing in the video where she's, where she's like, oh, anyway. And she says, anyway, or she lip syncs anyway. She kind of pans the camera down and like Tommy's like kind of curled up sleeping or napping next to her. And I think it's supposed to be like, oh, I got, you know, I got the man kind of vibe. Yeah. Which is like, no, mm, well, no, I think not a cute look. I think she's, I mean, do you think it was that or do you think she was saying like, oh, I've got Tommy right next to me now? Well, yeah, but, but yeah, I think one and of the same a little bit. Like, oh, you know. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm a, I am, guys, for the 100th episode, I am a little stoned. And I <laughs> was, I think it was overthinking her wearing the Pam make. I don't know. You know what, man? Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. 
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Anyway, why, you know, girl, don't do that. Why? That's so embarrassing. So embarrassing. Embarrassing. Of course, people in the comments were furious because... Pam has so much social capital. She's so iconic. And then post this documentary, I think, a lot more of a sympathetic figure, especially for the younger people who maybe wouldn't have grown up with her so much, but are kind of claiming her a little bit. And so there's a lot of goodwill there. And what I saw was a lot of people being like, delete this, because the video was reposted, of course, almost immediately afterwards, it lives on. And people were like, this is not a good look. This is a really ugly look. Like, And then I started seeing, of course, as everybody does, people beginning to try and dig up some dirt on Britney. And did you see somebody posted a clip of her on Millionaire Matchmaker? No, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's she hilarious. Was, um, it's very, I'll see if I can dig it out and I'll, I'll send it to you or we can include it in the notes. But it's like, it's of that era of like, she had very straightened hair. It was kind of a, and then she had, I think like a headband around it. You remember when it was like very straight scene hair with like a little headband, like kind of cutting off the circulation oh, sure. that would go across your forehead. Mm-hmm. Sure. A very heavy, dark eye. And I think a nude lip, if I remember correctly, it was pre any kind of surgical enhancements or fillers or whatever. And the camera just, it, it's just kind of pans over to her. And somebody had posted this and it was like Britney on Millionaire Matchmaker lol. And she had commented on the version that I had seen underneath and said I was I saw an ad on Craigslist I got paid to pretend to be a quote relationship expert end quote like there's nothing like there's nothing to read into this it's like funny how bad this clip looks like out of context and I think that somebody was trying to frame her as a bit of a gold digger oh for sure I mean yeah of course you know actually that kind of makes me like her like I like it makes the Pamela thing a little bit more of a bummer because like I like, you know, I love that about some people, like, they just keep putting themselves out there till something happens. And then, like, Vine vine struck for her. Mm-hmm. And it opened her up to all these, like, modeling opportunities. And, I, yeah, I actually, I don't know why I'm so, like, dim, but, like, of course she's probably had work done. But, yeah, I just, no, I love people that just, you're like, oh, you're in a million places. Like, mm-hmm. good for her. Trish her. was very like that as well, because it's like, oh, there's Trish on Americans Got Talent. There's Trish on an Eminem music video. Here's Trish as an extra in something else. Like, there are people who yep. just dig their heels in and they're just like, right, fuck it. I'm making this happen. It doesn't matter what I do, but I'm making it happen. I feel like Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules is a little bit like that too. Oh, which one's he? He's the one who was with Kristen. 
who like and like it went uh he's he owns tom tom oh this guy yes 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 he's he this is a guy who who's like uh, always popping up and i just really respect people like that where it's like wait what here too like how you know what i mean <laughs> love that tom brady retired uh-huh how is this he this plays is, a sport guess, our queen dying yeah <laughs> <laughs> This is our QE2 right here. <laughs> yeah, he left. He's done with football, you know, right in time for his wife to leave him. I mean, like, <laughs> how weird is that, right? Oh, and he made a very, like, I don't know. He was very direct in his uh, statement that, like, he, you know, doesn't regret coming out of retirement or whatever. Like, it was very, like, he's like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I was like, really? Like, you just did one year too long. And, like, I mean, I don't know. There probably was other issues, of course, you know. But it just is, it's, like, kind of sad when you see someone, like, go into retirement and then come back and, like, fuck right. up their perfect record. Right. 100%. It, yeah, it kind of dampens, like, I, like the icon status a little bit. Because yeah. it's better to end on a high, especially in like in that field. But like also like I'm a jackass, like for even talking about this. Like he's the longest, like he's played his position longer and won more Super Bowls than like anyone in history. Like he really is like, I guess he is goat. the GOAT. You know, I have to say, I'm going to say it. <laughs> I don't know why I have such a perverse hate for him. I think it's a little bit like the way that I feel about like barstool guys or something where it's just like, you're just fucking weird. You know what I mean? But like, I'm absolutely <laughs> denying that this man is probably one of the greatest athletes of all time. Not happy about it, but he is. But anyway, now people are selling his retirement sand. He made this video on the beach where he was like, yeah, I'm leaving. So someone went to the, the spot where he was probably sitting when he made his retirement video, scooped up the sand, and is now selling it on eBay. I think right now it's going for, uh, uh, let me see. It has a $99,900 bid on eBay. It's probably even more now. I, I mean, that's, I think there is someone that irrational. Do you know what Listen, I mean? Listen, if you've got that amount of money, could you not just go down and get some of the sand yourself in your little jet? Well, I think it's like maybe they have his ass imprint. Oh. No, I don't know if that's true. I just am guessing. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think all the sand is probably gone now. Yeah, and it's probably scattered in amongst all of the other sand. I think if you go down to that beach, you'll get a bit of Tom Brady sand. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean... But I do think, yeah, people are reckless. I thought it was I thought it was six figures. It might be already. This was from yesterday, so who knows? But as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, what a business opportunity. I know we like frown on that sort of stuff as a society. I know I'm sick. But like I know we frown on this sort of stuff as a society. But do you remember when people would like get like Britney Spears's gum mm -hmm. off the sidewalk and saw that? I miss that culture. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. I've got some um low-grade celebrity gum somewhere yeah wait who? what's his name the guy from bridesmaids the the irish actor chris o'dowd yeah oh okay and how did that happen <laughs> it's 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 weirdly in a receipt for the it's like in a chateau mama receipt and it's because i was shooting with him I don't know why i have it i don't think i still have, i think i threw it out because i was like i don't want this nobody wants this 
but maybe I can eBay this. But I don't think he was like famous enough to do, <laughs> to do that. I, but I, I thought know, I was, I yeah, I was filming with him. You should try that now. You should literally put that up now. Okay. <laughs> you have a perfect plug for it. Get, just throw it up before bed tonight. You know, see okay. what happens. Make a few mil. You know, even I think even 20 bucks would be nice mm-hmm. for like, you know, you are getting rid, rid of a piece of used chewing gum that's in your house and has been in it for <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But or you could just save it till he wins his Oscar. I don't know. I don't think he's going to win an Oscar. I think it's I think it's about as high as it's ever going to get the value. There was a list of TikTok conspiracy theories that I saw from one of my mutuals today, Chicken Shitty. And I haven't heard of all of these, but I just want to go through because we're I think it is conspiracy season a little bit right now. Doesn't it feel that Mm. way? It does. I've been having a little a few of my own, honestly. Me too. Me too. Ooh. I've been, I've been, well, maybe they've we... been coming to me naturally. Uh huh. Well, maybe if we listen to this, then we'll share our own. Okay. I yeah. forget, I forget some of mine, but I'll, <laughs> I'll make them up. I am stoned. Sorry, guys. There's some funky shit going on here on TikTok, and I'm here to tell you about it. Here's a week of weird news headlines. Starting off strong, we have a cow that will sell for over a quarter million dollars tomorrow in Fort Worth, Texas, and it's not even the only one that'll do that this year. Number two, the CIA casually dropped 40 plus years of Bigfoot research on the anniversary of one of the most gruesome probable Sasquatch attacks ever. Number three, Rihanna is working with the Super Bowl, also known as the Superb Owl, to traffic people in what will be the largest trafficking event of the year. Number four, Drake is Oprah, and Adele is Sam Smith. If you don't believe me, Maybe you should. Number five, Wednesday Adams is dating Pete Davidson. This is because they got a picture of these two in public together. And you know what that means in LA. Number six, Jesus has returned to Israel. A man has claimed he is Jesus and people believe him. That's how that works. Number seven, Mr. Beast is Satan incarnate because the American healthcare system is dystopian. Okay. I don't think some Superb of these. Superb Owl is amazing, by the way. Superb <laughs> Owl. Yeah, I've, I've seen that going around a little bit this very recently. And I think the kids really cracked one open on that one. That's, <laughs> I think that's a really good one. Well, wait, off the, off, off the top, any thoughts about, you know, any of these things? I do believe Pete Davidson and Jenna Ortega. Because, I mean, why wouldn't he date her? Because he has to date everyone. I think he's dating My, someone now. Oh, is he? I thought he I maybe think, M, was he dating Emrata? Yes, but that was like I think that was like a publicity stunt for all involved. Like I know Pete was very good friends with her ex-husband, so I don't know what's going on there, but no, he's dating like his co-star from the movie that he was filming called like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies or something. Oh, maybe. I saw that. Yeah, saw that he's film. he's yeah. been running around with her. They were smooching at the beach and stuff, so pretty serious stuff okay well so okay okay what else what do you believe well this what i'm what i'm more than i believe like what i actually think is really interesting is like why would rihanna traffic kids through the super bowl like (laughs) it is so expensive to get into the super bowl like it is so it's so expensive to get into the super bowl so, like, what you're telling me, they're going to bring all these kids and start handing them off to the wrong people at the Super Bowl? Like, what? what's the plan? <laughs> also, Fenty is doing very well. Like, 
I don't know if she needs the money. Well, it's obviously because she's like satanic or something. You know oh. how that goes. It always goes to satanic. Mm. You know? Did you see? I put it in our bonus links, but there's a great conspiracy theory about Rihanna speaking fluent Chinese. I did not see this. Wait, is that is? Are you sure it's a conspiracy or is that? Do maybe she does. Maybe it's just a fact. Yeah, I believe it as a fact. So wait, how did how why do people think that? It's because her songs sound a little bit like Chinese phrases if translated. Maybe we should play it. Okay. Yeah, I oh, I did sort of sort of soft put together my Super Bowl playlist for what I think Rihanna's going to do. Oh. I was uh listening to a bunch of her hits on Friday and I have thoughts. Okay. Do you know in China, Rihanna is called the Queen of Shandong, and we Chinese fans believe she's actually fluent in Mandarin and lived in Shandong for many many years. For people who don't know, Shandong is a province in North China. Okay, why? So, we found love sounds like we found love, and we found is a city in Shandong. You the one sounds like Yantai Yiwen in Mandarin, which means one kiss in Yantai. And you know what? Yantai is also a city in Shandong. Where have you been? Sounds like Weihai Yubing, which means pancake of Weihai, which is another city in Shandong. And this dress of her really looks like a typical pancake from Shandong, like this. So we really begin to believe she's actually the queen of Shandong, and we Chinese fans love her so much. Period. Uh. Oh my god! <laughs> this is that my is exact so brand of humor. I kind of love it. And no, that's on honestly that I'm like, feel incredibly blessed by that. <laughs> no, that was great. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. She is speaking secretly in Chinese. Definitely more than trafficking. I believe that one a lot more. That's that's the conspiracy. I believe. Okay, so these are my questions for you. We did not plan on doing this, but I'm just gonna put you through it anyway. Maybe it's for okay. next week, actually. But I want to know who you think Brianna could have as special guests at the Super Bowl. Because I think I've put together a loose... I think she can do... I think she can do, like, five songs, right? Probably during the time. It's like, I mean, what is it, 15 minutes or something? It's not long, but, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a lot of medleys. So mm-hmm. I don't know who she could have. I was going back and forth about this. I think an obvious pick would be Calvin Harris joining uh-huh. her for part of it because we found love and this is what you came here for. Or this is what you came for. Sorry, Taylor. Like there's a few that I was looking at where I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Then I was like, I think that she could probably get Jay-Z. But definitely Drake. Definitely Drake. I don't know about Jay-Z. Drake is like naked at the stadium right now, just like on the <laughs> off end. <laughs> I don't know why he's naked, but he's like head to toe naked, like no jewelry, nothing. Like he's just standing there. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, there was a few I had that I was like, she's definitely going to do. She's definitely going to do this. Now, this is do you think that there's no way she's going to do Umbrella? I think she will, but I think it'll be part of a medley, and I don't think Jay's going to be anywhere near it. What if T.I. came and they did Live Your Life? Mm, T.I. probably doesn't have much better things to do, so I think I could I could see that for him. I think Shut Up and Drive could be in the mix. I think that that's a really Ooh, solid Oh, definitely. Because, like, these are mm-hmm. all, this is what, this is what guys who was who watch football like get drunk to these are all songs they know that's the one thing i was like just realizing 
when I was listening to basically all of her hits the other night, I was like, this is what guys like get drunk to and they don't even realize it. This is like, it's going to be like Katy Perry, I think, you know, mentally for them. And so they're like going to be really, this is all NFL music. This show is brought to you by Storyblocks. Whether you want to jazz up things on your TikTok and IG stories with a unique font, need beautiful stock footage to beef up a video presentation, or keep people's attention during a YouTube video, Storyblocks is the answer to your needs. Storyblocks is a subscription service that provides an unlimited selection of quality royalty-free content that will make your work exceptional. HD and 4K footage, music, sound effects, and templates are all at the tip of your fingers. So if I needed an HD quality video of a woman eating a salad or background music that isn't like the same background music you hear over and over again on social or YouTube, I'd simply type that into Storyblocks and bam, it's right there when I need it. With monthly or annual plans, the prices on Storyblocks are predictable, meaning that none of that a la carte stuff you run into on royalty-free sites exists. All of the content on Storyblocks has clear-cut licensing and coverage, meaning that there's no royalties or legal jargon to sit through. Enhance the quality of your editing in the easiest way possible in your favorite editing program with pre-made motion graphic templates. There's a Premiere Pro plugin that that you just it goes into Premiere Premiere Pro itself so you don't have to bounce between Premiere and the website. I'm going to get that line one of these days. Start making more dynamic contents with Storyblocks. Learn more about Storyblocks by going to storyblocks.com/lightly or clicking the link in our description. That's storyblocks.com/lightly. Okay. So Tiff this is the best week of my life. I know, you know, we've had, I know that maybe this wasn't the best week of your life, but some really good stuff <laughs> happened to me. And I think we should focus on that right now. Big time, big time. Infowars Alex Jones says he lives, quote, in hell, text show. <laughs> so SPLcenter.org, that it's the hate watch blog, okay? They released a bunch of the texts that were submitted. Oh, I'm so thrilled. So like if you guys remember back in Texas when he lost in the first Sandy Hook trial, he, um, you know, and that was like a couple mil off. It It was like they it was barely anything for what this family, I feel, was owned. The best part of it is that he had to get a last minute lawyer. And so it was a lawyer in Connecticut. Oh, the first lawyer fired him because he wouldn't stop breaking confidentiality and shit. Like, he was just, like, not... Yeah, he was just talking to everyone about his goddamn lawsuit. So he gets this newbie guy, right, who has no idea what he's doing. The He has to forward the discovery that he got to the prosecution, right? And so they, like, he used the file that was sent to him by Alex's lawyer in Connecticut which was all of the contents of Alex Jones's phone from the last like amount of years. So there's like literally there's some information in here that's like steps taken or like like phone like you know text goes unread like just like little things that it's I mean this isn't just transcripts. This is all of his phone activity. So it's thrilling. And in this first part, I mean, what did you think, Tev? Uh, what a sad little man. What a sad, lonely little man. Yeah. No one wants to reply to him. Everybody is kind of avoiding him. His own family's not really talking to him. Of course, he's surveilling his wife because it's Alex Jones. And of course he is. It just seems like a very 
a very isolated, desperate man. That was my main my main takeaway. Yeah. So like, let's. Can I just go over a few of my faves? So mm-hmm. like, this is this is. And by the way, none of this is my fave. And please disregard my use of that word. Uh, even though I will continue to use it. So he stalks his wife and is like obsessed with the idea of her having an affair. And like, it's all because of course he's having an affair with a woman whose name is Pat Johnson in in his phone, which is like actually insane. Wait, wow. Yeah, that actually, wow, sorry. So basically he got this like guy who's like an ex-cop to be kind of tracking his wife all the time. And he sends like his mistress, like one time he's like having the guy like actively track his wife. Meanwhile, he's like flipping back and forth between like the ex-cop and Pat Johnson, like asking Pat Johnson, like, I, can I come get a sucky? Can I come get a sucky? <laughs> oh, that's, that's so in the words of Azalea Banks anti-horny it's so anti-horny so this is okay this is one of the like classic because it's like it's one of those things where it's like every single thing you find out about him in this it's him saying like i hate that that's awful and then like later on like it comes out that like his wife is like you do be bi though like So Alex Jones, of all people, is exhibiting bisexual behavior at home, which I'm like, I should not be surprised (laughs) at all by this information. But like, it's like it. Trust me, these texts are everything you want and more. Okay, so he is like, you know, he drinks vodka all day at work. So the first conversation he has with his wife that day is around like 1 p.m. And he's like, are you going to get a drink today? Then literally like. Two and a half seconds later, she says no. And then for like almost an hour, it says from uh, 2.39 p.m. until 3.26 p.m., Jones sends Erica Wolf dozens, Erica Wolf Jones, dozens of text messages. He accuses her of hating him and his family. So one thing I need you guys to know is that these are milliseconds apart. So the first one is you hate is it's filled with it's filled with typos. Then so that's at 304. Point three p.m. Okay, then this is like five milliseconds later. Us, I see it in your eyes. You won't even talk to me. New, like these are all new texts, by the way. Every line, pick up now. You won't break. You won't even break away for one minute to talk to me. Sick. Hope you enjoy it. You hate us. You care less. Is so sick. So then we find out, like, you know, whatever, he's doing a bunch of stuff. Now, this this girl, Pat Johnson, is, is this girl who this website has, like, identified, but they've decided to keep her private, which I think is so interesting. She's feeding him, like, serious alt-right shit all day long. This is, like, what she does. Like, he'll leave her house and she'll send him... There's one where it's, like, she sent 22 links or something. Ooh. And he... Well, like go on. There was one where it was sort of about it was about trans. It was the, the trans issue or something, I believe. Like, there's a million things, and also stuff about Corona. Like, and when I say the trans issue, I mean their issue with trans people, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what they call it. Sorry, guys, it's my Michaela Peterson deep dive that I'm on. But yeah, so like he, you know. He like will go on air. There's they include clips of it of him going on air, repeating those talking points a little bit later, and then absolutely like looking up porn 
a little bit later on. So we find out like this guy drinks like constantly, but this is the best part. So he has like not just an assistant who's constantly bringing him booze, but he also has a personal trainer, Patrick Riley. Okay. Says in the article, the men appear to use the word slay as a stand in for working out. Based on context, Hate Watch drew from photographs and references to listening weights. Jones sometimes also dispatches Riley to fetch him alcohol, like he did on February 6, 2020. This is at 7 11 a.m. I am sick. No slay. Patrick writes back. <laughs> An hour later, sorry to hear that. Hope you feel better. And then a little bit later on, he writes, tell Derek to get me vodka. Mm. So then Jones texted the, this is my favorite. Jones texted the word slay to Riley 11 times in a span of under two minutes around seven in the morning on February 10th, 2020. Jones appears to have been asking to lift weights upon this context. The text stopped for five hours before he resumes to, <laughs> to issue a request for vodka. Please get me vodka ASAP in office oh my god the picture of his life that this builds is so unhinged i know you loathe that word but it's just like it's the only word i can describe for it. it's like this sweaty man oh i i don't like drinking vodka in place of water and like (laughs) and lifting weights and then asking asking pat johnson to run him a bath like he's just like a little lord it's so weird he really is and yeah, like there was a, there's like a couple more, yeah, like Milo Yiannopoulos, like things, like blah, blah, blah. Okay, so this is, this is when, after Alex had gotten a DUI, because his wife called the cops or whatever. So he messages his wife, this is on, so this was at, right after the DUI, basically. He messages his wife, come pick me up. And then Erica Jones sends like the, I'm not receiving notifications. If this is urgent, reply urgent and send a notification through with your original message. Erica writes back, I'm driving with do not disturb while driving turned on. I see your message when when I get where I'm going. And Alex Jones sends, this is four seconds later, pick up. Okay, I'm calling my family (laughs) over the top. This is a joke. You're still at the place. Pick up. I'm calling your aunt. Okay pick up i'm going to call her <laughs> so you are not picking up okay my phone is dying walking home next level well no wonder his phone is dying <laughs> so he keeps writing he keeps writing back to his wife i'm not mad just go home i get it we'll always love you goodbye <laughs> like it's like <laughs> this whole thing is just it's out of control and so there was a next there was one the next day that dropped uh, the next one's going to be coming out on tuesday so you just know it's going to be a banger because that occasionally will happen to us and it makes me so mad. But yeah, the second one was my favorite part. I have it in my camera. Was a guy who the editor who released the footage of Alex Jones drinking vodka at work during the day, which like is relatively like uninteresting, honestly. Like I feel like I know that sounds awful, but I think plenty of adults drink drink at work. <laughs> he writes. He just says about <laughs> knowing that Enrique Tarrio was a like an informant for the FBI, the guy who was running Proud Boys after Gavin McGinnis gave it up. It says Enrique Tarrio talked to Alex like he needed something out of him all the time. Drucker recalls to Hate Watch. I always thought Enrique Enrique Tarrio was an informant for the government the entire time, just because of his demeanor and the way that he projected himself, the way he would be in a conversation. He would always do these 
prepper conversations where he'd just get you into the narrative he wants to present before he starts talking to you. And I always found that manipulative. So this is like definitely the version of like when a guy is accused of sexual assault and like all the guys are like, yeah, I always knew he was a creep. Like, it's like, no, no, like you mm-hmm. really thought, why did you keep talking to this man you thought was an FBI mm-hmm. informant? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I understand why you didn't tell Alex Jones, but by the time there's FBI, I don't know if the check is worth it for me. By the time that there's <laughs> clearly FBI informants infiltrating our work, like, what if he sees I have like weed in my car? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a thought. <laughs> I'm looking at this thread of him texting Erica saying, I can't believe you wore the wedding ring to fuck him. Fuck hun. And then him. I'm okay with it. Just don't wear it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's a joke. You said I never buy you stuff. All you do is buy him stuff. You sleep in and complain all day. It sounds a little like he's telling on himself. No, he tells on himself the whole time. Like, literally anything that Alex Jones is actively condemning, like, he is absolutely doing that exact thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. most, like, it's, it's like, it's not even, it's not even cute the way he, it's like, there's nothing even cute about it. Like, the guy just is, like, literally doing exactly what he's telling other people his biggest problem is it's crazy it's like i yeah it's rare you get to see someone so on the nose with behavior like that and it's a fascinating Mm -hmm. peak and the worst thing is is that he's like like it's not even that he's worse than you'd expect he's exactly who you who you'd expect which is like almost more heartbreaking you know what i mean Mm -hmm. he's basically at the end he's like dad we're like running on fumes we're like pulling this out of our ass. Like he's sending texts to his dad, just like, and it's like, yeah, like I'd probably like, I can't believe you're still like realizing this. Right. And his dad's not replying to any of this shit, by the way. So he's just like throwing him into the void. He was a dentist, honey. He's like, (laughs) you know, he's a smart man. So, okay, wait. So how do you feel about this? That Netflix is cock blocking all the friends, all the people with friends. I hate that. Do you know what I've noticed? A real, a disruption to my good time. And my good time is always watching TV of late because Netflix are doing this where they're stopping people from sharing passwords, which is, you know, truthfully one of the only joys left in this world. And then sidebar, I love Discovery Plus. It's like one of my favorites. I think it's usually my top two streaming service because it's where I get to watch 90 Day Fiance, Darcy and Stace, all that crap. I got notified that they were putting ads on stuff even though I pay for it. And I thought that was kind of insane because I pay for it. So like what's happening in the world is my question. No, that is insane. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I, I've i had a mixed bag with Discovery Plus. I forget about it often. I the, the thing with the passwords though is just like, dude, like you have people talking about Netflix shows like half the reason why your sh- like your shit is so hyped is because people are stealing your content but like you're also really hyped right. that for that reason like you, like you guys are sweeping awards because people are talking so much about your stuff and a lot of it is people with shared accounts but like a lot of it's not i mean you know i don't have someone i don't have a problem with like my if my mom wanted to use my netflix that would be fine Like, Mm -hmm. I think the deal is, is ultimately, like, let's say, like, you're using your friend's Netflix or whatever. It just means that your friend would have to log in once a month, 
I think. Or is it like on the primary device? Mm. It might be – there's this thing in the UK called Now TV, which would restrict the number of devices that could be connected. And I remember they did this really annoying thing, which was that you could only – swap a device or like add a device like once a month and so if you wanted to put something on an ipad and all of your slots were filled up you would have to remove one thing wait a month and then like add it and then i think you'd have to wait another month it was just like so bizarre but the ads thing is interesting because you because there is a netflix basic plan right where you pay the lower rate and you have to watch ads so i'm like you are subscription funded and ad funded and I would I would imagine probably the most subscribed streaming service in the world, and you're still trying to squeeze profitability out, which would make me think that Netflix probably isn't still profitable, right? Because they weren't no, profitable for a really no, long Netflix time. No, Netflix has been in the fucking toilet for like, which is like aw- like awful to say because like Netflix is so it was so promising as a new brand. It was so promising as like a concept. Do you know what I mean? This is, it's just, I think, and I should not even like, I shouldn't even be putting this out there because like it's so much, it's so unfair to so many of like my peers and people I know. There's no fucking reason why they should be picking up so many shows that cost so much money. Like the, the reality stuff even, it's just like the green light so much stuff that's actually like pretty kind of pricey. You know, especially like they and they get around a lot of shit, too. And I think it's part of it is because they get around a lot of like, cause, you know, that's what one of some of the big fights are for have been for recently is like Netflix not having to pay residuals, for example. Ooh, yeah, that's been like residuals. So no, because like so that's the thing is like with two broke girls, right? Like you don't get residuals i think for your first like well no you do when it goes into syndication but you don't get residuals for like your first episodes as a staff writer so for me that was like two episodes right but then the other four and a half that i wrote while i was there i did i do get residuals but then it sold into syndication so then it like you know like i still get nice little checks for that show because like it was you know it just was it was syndicated in a lot of places but with netflix you get a single fee as a actor as a director like that's i think what sydney sweeney talked about a little bit when she was saying that she doesn't make that much money from euphoria because hbo max is doesn't have residuals because they it's streaming so there's no it's like because you're subscribing to the platform and I think that's why Netflix probably added something like Netflix Basic, because they need to be able to like pay whatever it is they negotiated. But for writers, for actors, there's no residuals. And that's why if yeah, that's like one of the main things is mm-hmm. that anything that's on like regular TV will have that. Okay. I believe even HBO, mm. regular HBO. Well, they did. I remember when Netflix did the big clamp down on people using VPNs because that used to be quite delicious. Is just because ha- I used to have two Netflix accounts and like paid for, but one which I used with a VPN and one which was like my regular one, so I could watch stuff on global Netflixes. And then I was like, this kind of isn't worth it whatsoever. And then they put like a massive kibosh on that. But I do think it's a little mean spirited. 
to take away password sharing. It's like, it's what the young kids do. You know, we can't, we're in a cost of living crisis. We're literally in a recession. Yeah. So the the link I posted in the stories for this is going to be, it's a a guy just going on a funny rant where he just kind of says like, you know, we live in a world where people like go to work and they come home and they watch TV and they feel comforted by TV. And essentially like what you are doing by cutting off a lot of people's ability to sit there and watch TV is like you are essentially encouraging like like a renaissance of of a type where people are going to find things that interest them that are this thing and that thing and this thing but like ultimately like this is a really fucking depressing and fucked up time to do things Mm. like this to people because like there's you know you know like god forbid we get stuck in another fucking lockdown you know i wouldn't put Mm -hmm. that past us not not after messing around with that chinese spy balloon which I like saw Brian Enton tweet like this morning, like China is not happy about, and I'm like, no shit. Like, what were they really doing in that balloon anyway? Let them do it. I don't care. Like, what are they doing? Looking at people in Montana's goddamn backyards? Let them spy on us. It's fine. (laughs) It was filled with spores, and they actually did want it to be shot down so it could distribute the spores for the next great pandemic that we're about to live through. Is that is that the conspiracy? I don't know. It's one I just made up on the spot, but I, I, I like believe it. it. I like yeah. that conspiracy. Okay, wait. So can I do a prediction really quick out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, actually, no. It kind of bleeds into our next story slightly well, but t- the Grammys is tonight, and I think that Taylor Swift is going to win only one Grammy. Oh, for what? I, I think I know. Well, I know. I think she'll only win one grant. I mean, come on. This was a big year for her with like Red being re-released, all too well, 10-minute version. She's back in the country category. I don't know. But do you, do you think she'll win a, a country Grammy? A country Grammy? <laughs> country Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. Or she'll like probably a, win yeah. a, well, she'll, I think she probably even won like the CMA or whatever, like the Country Music Awards thing. She's like so fucking highly decorated, dude. It's insane. The only mm-hmm. person more highly decorated than her is Beyonce, but I just don't think that she's, It's a very competitive year in her categories. Let's just say that. But I think all too well, we'll get the music video. I understand why people are like slightly annoyed by this new like directing chapter in her life where they're like, she's just acting delusional. But I'm kind of like, okay. (laughs) Well, one of the gays on my Twitter had tweeted that he didn't enjoy Taylor's directorial debut. And he put it in Twitter circles only. And I think it was because he was scared of the wrath that would come had he announced it a little more openly. And that was just, that was a healthy fear. <laughs> I would say, <laughs> I know, I was like, fear. yeah, <laughs> you were right like, for that. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a fair boundary to set, dude. Okay, but wait, Beyonce, Tiffany, how are you doing? I'm not doing well. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I am... Um, angry i was (laughs) i think i think that probably contributed to what has been a a pretty shitty week so in the uk you have to file your taxes by the 31st of january for whatever you know year is i'm always the last i always do it the last possible opportunity so for me i was filing my as i'm self-employed my taxes on the 31st of january i think i filed them a few days before and then a few days afterwards they give you like your your tax bill the day 
I got my tax bill, which was a little higher than I had anticipated for. Beyonce announced that she was going on tour and I thought it was mean-spirited of her to do that. I thought the timing was awful. I have never loved and hated someone in such like equal measure. I know I, I know the feeling. I know, I know the feeling very well. I know I you do. <laughs> they're, they're terrible, aren't they? Like, it's, honestly. It's like it, being bullied. It really is. <laughs> it's like sick shit, honestly. I literally am like, this is what you get off on? You get off on yeah. this? Like, just, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I think that, Pigeon, I swear to goodness, if you eat my, if you eat my microphone, well, I'm, I can't go get another one of these this week, honey. Okay, so. Anyway, no, I, I understand the fear and the pain and, and truthfully, that's why I'm not going to go. Mm -hmm. I like just went through a lot. <laughs> I just, yeah, you did. You did. I really, I really, I'm still struggling with my feelings about what happened with buying Taylor Swift tickets. And I've seen Beyonce, like, you know, I've been lucky enough to see her like four or five times now. So mm -hmm. part of me is like, just get a grip, dumbass. And like, don't put yourself <laughs> through it. And also it's so expensive. Like there's, there's not a cheap seat in the house, honey. There is not. And like, you know what else kills me about this bitch is that normally I would be like, well, it's kind of okay because if I don't go to see it, you know, it will, it will appear somewhere. But we know that she doesn't do that because the Formation World Tour DVD never happened, never materialized, never dropped out of anywhere. The On The Run 2 tour, which I also went to. I went to see Formation World Tour twice in two different countries. I went to see On The Run 2 and unfortunately her husband was there and I had to endure that. And then this one, my feeling is, what if I don't go and she does some stuff there that like right. I'm never going to see because well, she's fucking sick. She's a sick bitch. We are so like Beachella. I think is a very good example of something where if you weren't there on the live stream, like a, a video of that could not survive online for more than five seconds. Like I remember watching like snippets and having them be taken down on YouTube as I was watching them. And she did, she did deliver on that. That said, we do live in, in the era of plenty of camera phones. I know for sure there is going to be like, I'm going to know when to take my pee break. I'm going to know when to take my two pee breaks, realistically knowing me, during Taylor Swift. First of all, and I want to say mm -hmm. this to all the Swifties, we can't all pee during me. Okay? So right now I'm just saying we cannot all pee during <laughs> me. When respect comes on, we cannot. So we have to stagger it a little bit. Everyone, I think, like, you know, you have to pick a... I'm willing to skip a... You know, I'm willing to stay for me if you guys... Yeah. Anyway. We'll talk about it. We'll organize. That said, it's going to be so online. You're going to know you're going to you're going to know everything before you even go unless you're like one of the first opening nights. Like there's really not much variation in a tour. I would say with like I mean I saw Sweetener three times. It's the most like recent concert that I've seen multiple times and it really didn't change except for there was like a couple different guests you know like like she brought out victoria monet for the one i saw in la and then she brought out like social house or something for one of the shows that i saw i think she brought them out twice two shows so she always had like different sort of things going on i don't think beyonce is gonna be someone who's like pulling up randoms 
You know, I don't think she's going to be someone where every night it's like a different guest or something. She's very regimented, which is really the most fun part of seeing her. Is that yeah, because she's so polished. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm a lazy piece of shit, but I can do whatever I want in this life. (laughs) And that just means I need to work like her. She doesn't really leave you feeling like the worst person in the world. She makes you feel like I could could do this if I just applied myself. (laughs) I've never had that feeling watching her, but. (laughs) Okay, wait, no, no, no. I couldn't do what she's doing. But I could like boss up if I if mm-hmm. I applied myself the way Beyonce applies herself. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Well, I I think like I'm still so incredibly raw from the uh, from the fact that there is no like good HD like full concert recording like multiple camera angles of the Formation World Tour because like I just think it's incredibly cruel. That that doesn't exist because it clearly exists. She just has chosen not to release it. Remember when she did that like trolley thing when she released that merch that just said, Where's the formation DVD? And I was like, Bitch, you know, we want it. We will pay you for it. Like, we know that we know that it's perfect. Like, please, can we just have it? $300 box set. I do. I do have that $300 box set. I really went mental. I have a, for, I have a fucking lemonade tattoo. I have a, <laughs> I really I had a problem, you know, when that album, I really did. I had a problem when that album came out. <laughs> can I ask you, when it comes to Renaissance, is this, okay, because I'll tell you why, another reason why, and please, beehive forgive me and and just take this as a sign that maybe i'm not worthy and like you deserve my seat i do not think that this work is comparable to other albums in her discography and so i'm kind of not i know it's going to like i know that i would live if i was there but i just i don't know if this is my tour do you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, i'm not really me. having mental problems over this album right for me, it was a grower, not a shower. Like I listened to it a lot and then I really fell in love with it, but it didn't immediately get me. And I think because of there's like a distinct lack of visuals, the thing that I'm worried about missing out on is like getting the whole picture of that album in the way that like I've had the whole picture of other albums previously. Like I've had the whole vision and like, I think a piece of the puzzle is missing for me and I feel like if I saw it performed live, it would kind of come together a little more. But well, can I ask you this? Mm-hmm. Would this be because this is a huge thing with me and like live music? I'm I happen to be taking Nicole and Kate Stafford to this to this uh, Taylor Swift thing with me. So like the whole thing's a write off off the bat. So, like, uh-huh. is this a write-off for you? I mean, you are a creative director. Is this a write-off in your country? It re- it really could be. Yeah, I think it could be. I think if I talk about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which we're already doing. Podca- yeah, right. It's for media. Exactly. Yeah. You're, yeah, yeah. You're, it's for content. No, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you get to, if you work in, yeah, any sort of creative profession here, like, if you, if it's, like, even if you're not someone who, like, 
does a podcast or whatever, if you're just a writer and you go see a concert, you can usually like write that off. Now, keep in mind that writers are very poor usually. So it's not really that Mm -hmm. great of a party. But yeah, it's like something to consider. If you can write this off, especially, I feel that that's um, sort of like a nice little revenge on your taxes. That is such a good point. And I hadn't even thought about it like that. And now you're saying it, the more I realize that for my career, you for your career should probably go. Yeah, yeah, it's for your career because you, you know, it's your creative director. These are visuals you don't want to miss. You want to see the visuals Mm -hmm. in person. Very true. Maybe the lack of visuals is partially because of like how difficult a COVID production is to put together. Yeah, I think potential. But, you know, in the teaser that she put out for I'm That Girl, there's a bit in it where it very quickly kind of goes (laughs) and then you see like single frames of what looks like like and like loads of videos and so like they're in the vault and I think they're all like done and shot I think I think she's trying to be clever and I don't like that I have a thought though no wait Tiffany I think I solved it go on the pop girls are really SZA's out Taylor's out right now like Beyonce's never been someone who has to compete like that like Lemonade was the ultimate mic drop but she's been gone for like five or six years and this was an experimental sound for her in terms of like how experimental mm-hmm. she gets, I kind of feel like she might be waiting. Like t- like Taylor waited like months to release Lavender Haze after the album came out, and she released the first two very quickly. So I I think that honestly, like I think that this is a new marketing strategy that they're doing with the sort of like flashing all these like things from all the videos from the era because things are having to be filmed in a little bit more of a bottle you know like it can't Mm -hmm. be so it's all so i think that this is a new like trend honestly speaking of yes yeah well she does love like i mean as she says herself the radio say speed it up i just go slower and you know change the game with that digital drop that we know that she doesn't want to be predictable so everybody expects her to drop like a full visuals and she's like bitch no visuals for you you will go hungry and one thing she loves to do is starve us her fans she loves to starve us it's her favorite thing yeah i know i know and but it's always worth it when it's there but no she yeah she really doesn't she's barely got a crumb to spare Mm -mm. she she like she really doesn't have a crumb to spare honestly when she's no you're right no and by the way, that's one of the problems with you don't want it the other way either, though, because Taylor Swift's fans fans are so we're so spoiled. It's disgusting. It's like disgusting behavior. <laughs> it really is, because like it's just always like, when is she doing another? And we get all these re-releases and all this stuff. And it, she's just breaking. I mean, in a, in a way, Beyonce is being kind to you guys' finances. Because like Taylor has us buying all these different merch things for all of her different drops and like you know, releasing 90 bajillion remixes to keep herself at number one. She's sick. Mm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway. I hope I will recover from whatever sickness this is that plagues me. It's like having one of those, you know, those parasites that like, that, live in cats that and they make humans like care for them oh uh, no it's i know what it's called it's like that's why like pregnant ladies can't clean the litter box like toxoplasmosis like that yes. kind of thing uh-huh. and it makes you all like docile or like when a a wasp like impregnates a spider and then waits for all of the eggs to burst out of the spider and all shit like that that's what beyonce does 
to me personally. Someone told me that I had that because I was like talking about how I just like want to eat my cat or something because I'm so in love with it. And they're like, you have toxoplasmosis. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, maybe I do. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I don't think I do. I think I just have love for my animals, you know, I agree. but I agree. she might have that. I mean, it's like, what a responsibility, honestly. Like, I'm gl- I'm glad I'm not the biggest pop star in the world. I gotta say. Yeah, not the option like a was, lot. Yeah, the option wasn't really open for me still. Like, I could have the <laughs> Susan Boyle act, like, at some point. Like, if I get into voice lessons right now. But, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Beyonce, good luck. I know you're going to be able to do it. This is going to be huge for you, baby. <laughs> I know you listen, and I just want you to know. I, I love you so much, but I fucking hate you. Okay? Girl, that's you've all. done that's it all I again. I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I'm going to put one of our stories, the thing about Katie Cruz, which everyone should go check out. I'm going to put that into our bonus links. Well, I think that pretty much does it for our 100th episode of Trend Lightly. Oh, the best. That was so good. I am so pleased to have done 100 episodes with, well, I didn't do 100 episodes with you, but many. I mean, you did most of. You did the you did the vast majority of with me, <laughs> and I think that we have gone through. Wow, I mean, just so much. I'll maybe put together a little top ten of some of my favorite episodes of last one hundred. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that too, you can feel free to do that. Maybe we can share that on our <gasps> socials, right? Oh, that's such a good idea. You know what I've been toying with for the longest time, and I think we sh- it would be really fun to do. Tell me. Well, as we're like sort of entering award season. Or we're sort of already in award season. I would. I want to do the trendies. Oh, that's really fun. We can do it on video. Yes, and then we can also put up polls and people can vote. Oh, that's brilliant. We we no, have to do the trendies. We have to do the trendies. That's definitely happening. Yeah, we have to get like sound effects and stuff. Jean Marie, thank you so much yes. to Jean Marie, an art editor who has kept it down, oh, held it best. down for us since like. I mean, really, the day that the big shift happened and Tiffany came over and was my with it. But that was last. I mean, that was two years ago now. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we've been in this bitch. We've been really in this bitch thriving, <laughs> loving it. You are Hundo P, my favorite person to talk to, inspiring Same. this podcast since before you were even on it. And I just love you. And thank you, Tiffany. And oh my thank, God, you thank you to all of our listeners. We know where we know where you are. I am coming. We we live in different continents, so if you think that we're not literally mapping you all, (laughs) Tiffany's taking care of Bulgaria, and you freaks better hold hold on because, yeah. What if like that could be a fun way to pull us out of our funk? Like, what if we did a movie where we stalk our podcast listeners? (laughs) And pretend it's a favor to them. I love that. Oh, speaking of Bulgaria, a friend of mine I spoke to, I hadn't spoken to for ages. And I was like, oh, where are you? And he was like, oh, I'm in Bulgaria. And I was like, bitch, Bulgaria. Do you like podcasts? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just tell them you know me. <laughs> what, if that's, what if he's obsessed with you and that's the only reason why we were number one in Bulgaria? Oh, my God. And he was just going around making everybody He was listen. just listening. No, like he was he was listening on all of his. He was like a K-pop stan for the show. I mean, we're not that big <laughs> What if he had you stream Shout out, Konstantinos. I know. Yeah. Shout out, dude. Shout out to Tiffany's friend, Hannah. Oh, and by the way, I don't know why I'm shouting out Hannah. I just know she's your best friend. And I do want to say hi, Becky. <laughs> Not Becky with the good hair, another Becky, Becky, but I've been meaning to say that. All right, you guys, we will talk to you soon. Stay blessed. Stay, you know, just gorgeous, emotionally intelligent, aware, (laughs) and also mentally ill and gay. It's, I think...
And we'll talk to you guys, <laughs> you guys soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That look like a double G Every girl in here 10 But it ain't no Tennessee And you might just get some money But it ain't no guarantee Delta G's on the left Delta G's on the right And you know I stay in Texas I don't really like to fight Like we in 2013 Shawty do it for the fun Shawty moving real well I might have to wind and die Threw the money to the ceiling Now watch it hit the floor Now rag it up Rack, rack, rack it up King, bag it up Back, back, bag it up King, stack it up Stack, stack, stack it up She said, where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas And if I drop a pen Best believe that she on the Thought way. Thought was important, but I moved her right about the way. Delta cheese tonight. Told her, baby, I got cheese tonight. Get a scholarship. I ain't smoking on no TAC, low tolerance. All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow. Like the tell her. Shout out Turbo Tax, tax refund. What's another? Like the quarterback at recess. No rush. And you gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission. No rush. This ain't UT. Why your shirt orange like a pumpkin? Mama called me, asked me how college is. I said, bless me. Hey, I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, not gonna do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the Ant-Man movies. I didn't know if my scene was gonna get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.